Welcome back and good evening, you beautiful people that support Favorite Given Sunday Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm Joe Jennings here with Brandon Harewood. Um, Michael Tilly had to handle some business. Well, how you doing tonight, brother? Doing good, man. Got a lot on the line right now, man. So, yeah, I, I think he was scared of you. That's why he didn't want to show up. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot of pressure. Hey, you want to uh, tell the people a little bit about what's going on? Yeah, me and Tilly matched up um, in the playoffs in our fantasy league, and I just need four points from Aaron, what was it, Aaron Jones. Four points, baby. Should be nothing, right? Yeah, should but be jo- Joe's been here before. You know, I'm I say, I, I've been here when I needed 1.7. Yeah. But, uh, I've seen words, <laughs> but it's, you should be good, hopefully, going forward. Yeah, man. but everybody knows how these go. When you just need something like four points, Aaron Jones going to make it as hard as possible. So For some see. reason, he's going to make yeah. it hard. <laughs> but, yeah, man, uh, yeah. the usual guys, go ahead and jump into our Week 15 recap, uh, a.k.a. Week one playoff recap. We got a few things to touch on. It was a lot of, oh yeah, I don't know what happened. Yeah, but, uh, let's start off with uh, Jonathan Taylor may be out for the rest of the remainder of the regular or basically season because he's not making the playoffs. So, what do you do if you're JT? On, I mean, obviously, it's like failure. go get Deion Jackson, but like this was the worst number one pick in history, right? Yeah, it was bad. It's like, and we're not counting Le'Veon not playing. He gave you hope. Every here and there, and then just he gets hurt every time. Um, he never had high ankle sprain, man. He came back too early from the high ankle sprain. I think it just it never got healthy, and he just I don't know. He never once, not once this season, did I see a game and was like, "That's the guy from last year." Or that's why I picked you number one. I I personally didn't see one that <laughs> yeah. I felt that way about. Um, so that makes it tough when you look at number one pick like that. I would say you have to pick up Deion Jackson. Really, that's all. Zach Moss got some work too. Yeah, I was about to say you. I think Jackson probably get more passing work, so I'll probably go with Jackson. But if you're a JT owner and you don't have a sustainable backup or somebody you're comfortable putting in, then I would just have to go ahead and. I guess I would have to pick one of them up, man. But preferably, I prefer Deion Jackson. I mean, well, excuse me. Well, Donovan Knight also has an ankle injury. Speaking of that. That was uh yeah. Not even night. Mm. We gonna talk about it? Yeah, I don't he definitely didn't win you a week. I can <laughs> promise you that. He definitely did not win you any week you had him in. If you had Zonovan Knight in it one, God bless you. Um because as far as I know, he only gave you two fantasy points, maybe three. It was two for two fantasy points on 13 carries, but it was a tough matchup. I mean, he's um, had tough matchups before in this stretch, which is the problem. Yeah, Buffalo was a tough match. Zach Wilson. Oh, yeah. They wearing it out, man. Zach Wilson, 300 yards. Lock it. Yes, I guess. Take it to the but, bank. But, yeah, man, I mean, where do you where do you go from here? Because he was a guy that, like, could have basically been, like, not a league winner, but he could have been a flex that you were happy with every week from here on out for the most part up until this point. So, yeah, believe it or not, I think if you really had to, I think he's he's playable next week against Jacksonville. They're a good matchup. The snap percentage was the same. The carries, he got 13 carries. I mean, he's right around a little bit lower than his average, but 
I think it was actually a tough, tough matchup. I mean, I, they just couldn't handle it. So um, I think it'll be, I think he'll be playable next week. I think he'll get you over ten points. Yeah. Let's get into the real biggest piece of news of the weekend. Jalen Hurts has a shoulder sprain. We don't know if he's going to play next week. Bro. I'm not going to lie to you. My season's over if he doesn't play. I was say, there's, I have there's no out. way for me to win if he's not playing. Like he's not, the reason. Not with the, way, not with the current waivers you have. If that's the only quarterback you're rostering, with the current waivers you have, there's no way I'm winning with that. <sighs> I have to go from Jalen Hurts to Derek Carr. No disrespect, Derek Carr. But Aaron Jones just dropped the pass, bro, by the way. But – Oh, man. Um. <laughs> Yeah, like I gotta go either to Derek Carr, or Jerry Golf. No disrespect, but they're just not gonna give me what Jalen Hurts is probably gonna give me. I know. Uh yeah, which is number one quarterback, 30 points a game. And it's dude. the reason I drafted a quarterback early. Yeah. Um it's a shame, man. I hope yeah, he'll he'll play, he'll fight this one out. But there is real possibility he probably won't play week 17 in your championship. Especially if they lock up the division. Yeah, if they beat week. the Cowboys, yeah. Which makes it worse because now you like do you, you may need to start preparing now. And the thing is, like, unless you were lucky enough to get one of those backups, like a Dak or somebody on waivers, like we're, you're literally pivoting to Derek Carr or Jared Goff in a lot of leagues. Yeah, Brady. <laughs> um, so what do you like? I, I, man, find the best guy you can. That's the best advice I got for y'all. Find the best guy you can find. Would you consider picking up uh Minshew Magic. I was about to say, even to me, I don't even think it's worth picking him up because what are you really going to like? I'm sorry. Like, I have to start Derek Carr, John. There's no way I'm starting Gardner <laughs> Minshew in my playoffs. Hey, there's, you there's said there's this no now, way. man. Which that Minshew Magic starts, man. It could start this week against Dallas. <laughs> uh, well, I'll be damned. I guess I'll just lose my playoff week then because there is no way I'm buying into that, man. There's just no way. Um. Okay, I don't know who put this in. Um. Well, yeah. Uh, there's not really many other injury reports. Uh, the coach choked the biggest comeback of all time. Um, if that helps anybody. Uh, yeah, I don't know what the hell happened in that game. Crazy. They were, they were up thirty three to zero. Kirk Cousins to the moon. Bro, that's insane. Being up thirty three zero and losing thirty six thirty three. Bro, it was crazy, bro. Even without JC, there's no way you shouldn't be able to sustain the game, whatever the reasons were, man. Jeff but, uh, Saturday's done. He's not coming back next year. <laughs> but you can't throw a 33-point lead, my dog. Yeah, you made history. That's literally, even if you count all the two-point conversions, that's literally four touchdowns. Like, for them to have to take the lead and the two-point conversions, like, nah, there's just no way, bro. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that's it for our Week 15 recap, man. Let's go ahead and get in our players of the week. Um, Tilly's player of the week was Mr. Jalen Hurts, who put up 34.7. He had uh, 22 for 37 passing attempts, um, 315 completion yards, no passing touchdowns, but 17 carries, 61 yards, and three rushing touchdowns. MVP. No, literally. MVP. It, it, bro, he has to play the next two weeks to get it. He has to. Like, he has bro, to finish the season out. He's crazy. They let him throw the ball 37 times, man. 300 yards. Remember, we talked before that game. I was nervous about 200 yards. No, literally. 315. QB1 on the week. QB1 in the last two out of three weeks. Bro, he broke my heart. He started the game throwing two picks, bro. I was like, nah. Oh, no, yeah. I was like, bro, what, what are you doing? And then, hey, 
Then he went for 17. He went, he went Derrick Henry mode. That's what I'm saying. I had 17 carries for 61 yards. Um, he was a hell of a week, man. You already know if you've been following this podcast. Jalen Hurts is a stud. It's not really a whole bunch to say on Jalen Hurts, man. He's been a stud. He's been honestly, in my opinion, he's been the best fantasy QB from week one up until now. Like off the ones I would want to pick from. I mean, he is that literal, literal. QB Never one. lets you down. Literally, man. So, uh, we love Jalen Hurts. Great week, man. Uh, yeah, we go ahead and get into yours because I, yeah, he threw everybody off this week. Yeah, Ramondre Stevenson, game time decision. He got seemed like he got badly injured the week before. Um, couldn't finish the game up. Um, so it was a game time decision coming into this week. Nobody knew if he was healthy. The game started. He didn't play the first drive or like play one snap first drive. Didn't start the game, and ended up with a solid, solid game. Like only played sixty six percent snap snap percentage, um, which is pretty low. Um, looking at the last basically month, but. RB4, 19 carries, 172 yards, most yards he's had probably in his whole career. Uh, nine a carry and a touchdown. Nine a carry is insane. Yeah, and they were about to go to overtime. I mean, we all know what happened with that game. Um, complete disaster. So I was I was hoping they would go to overtime because who knows what he would have did after that. Could have got 200 yards. Honestly. Um, he could have kept, kept running on that last play. That's all I wanted as a fantasy owner. But um, yeah, he looked good. Think he's think he's healthy. Yeah, he's a stud. He's a must start from here on the floor. I mean, like obviously you don't got to question the injury. Um, he's got to play from here on forward, man. There's really no debate. If he's in the if he if the Patriots say he's playing, you play him. Honestly, right now, regardless of matchup, he's had a great week. Ten yards per carry basically is insane. Yeah. Like literally every time he touched the ball, he got a first down. Essentially. Um, yeah, he probably helped you win. If if not, he probably won you this week, to be honest. Um, just due to projection where he was projected for, he wasn't projected anywhere near this specific amount. You literally had to wait all week to know if he was even going to play. It was crazy. Thank you, Ramondre. Thank you, my good sir. And I will keep it going with the running backs with my player of the week. And my player of the week is Mr. Dalvin Cook. His highest finish on the whole year is RB2 this week. He had 25 points even in half-point PPR. 17 carries, 95 yards, zero touchdowns. But he did have four catches for 95 yards in a touchdown, which we all know that crazy 80-yard touchdown play was. <laughs> that was one of the few times this year where he reminded me of the guy that yes, I Yes, yes. I was like, yes, the speed, the open fieldness, the breaking tackles. I was like, there we go. That was that was the one week where I really felt like he's had he's had other really good weeks. This is the first week where I saw multiple plays where he looked like Dalvin in the previous years. Um, he finishes RB two on the week, so again eighty six percent snap, um, which is honestly his second highest of the year. So uh, I love it. And if you look at it, Dalvin might have the best run one of the best running back schedules remaining. Um, hey, league winner. He might be a possible league winner, man. You know what I mean? No way we get into it, but uh, yeah, I love Dalvin this week. I don't, uh, I don't know if you have too much. I don't know if you have too much or anything to say on Dalvin, but like I said, it just felt good. Why? This is the first time he looked like himself to me. Hey, that that Vikings offense looking good, man. That's all I'm gonna say. No, literally. Uh, Kirk always looks good at 1 p.m. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, we're gonna get into our overperformers of the week. Until he's overperformer of the week, if I'm great, yes, it is, Mister. 
Christian Kirk of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Kirk did have himself quite a game, honestly, this Sunday against the <clears throat> Dallas Cowboys. Um, 12.2 may not sound like a over. Or did he mean Kirk Cousins? Might have been Kirk Cousins because 12 is not. I mean, that's about Kirk. Christian Kirk, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Kirk Cousins. Sorry, Tilly. But (laughs) Kirk Cousins, who finished with 32 points. That was insane. He threw the ball ball 54 times. Yeah. 34 completions for 460, four touchdowns, and two INTs. Finishes QB3 on the week. You know how how crazy – if you have 32 and a half and you're QB3 on the week – Bro, he's thrown over 400 the last two weeks, bro. He's locked in. In the last two weeks, I mean, he has 865 and six touchdowns. He's been top five last two weeks. Been top 10 the last four weeks. Three three out of the last four weeks. So the last two weeks, Kirk Cousins averaging three touchdowns. 420-something yards per game. Yeah. They, um, um, and KJ Osborne looked good. No, yeah, I don't know what was going on in that game. Even Jefferson, he had 11 receptions. I didn't, I didn't understand what was going on. Yeah, bro. And look, Jefferson had a minor injury during that game. It was like a chest. Uh, he had a rib. Yeah, he, I heard about that. I he was had a like, bruised rib. Uh, yeah, he has a bruised rib, but, but he said uh, he's good. He says he's feeling good. But I'm like, all right now. So uh, if you're Jefferson owner, you might want to pick up that KJ Osborne just in case. It can't hurt you. I mean, Thielen might be on your waivers. Yeah. I mean, but uh, yeah, go ahead and get into your uh overperformer. Yeah, somebody had to do it. Hey, man, we've been we hey, he's been a guy the last few weeks. My boy, Joan Johnson, um, tight end nine on the year. I know that doesn't mean much, but he was tight end two. He's been tight end top 10 tight end the last five weeks. Um, mm. but this. This past week, he was tied into six catches for, I mean, six targets for four catches, six, seven yards, and two touchdowns. Um, in the last five games, he has five touchdowns. I mean, he's on a, he's on a good streak right now, and I think he's one of those guys you can probably target in your waiver wire. Um, if you know you were out there searching for a tight end, still streaming tight ends, John Johnson. Seven out of the last, if you count the last seven weeks. Yeah, so I was, was going to do it. I, I want to get grimy. I want to get grimy. Seven. He has seven touchdowns in the last seven weeks. In right, the last bro. one, two, three, four, five, six. In the last six weeks, he's in four out of the last six weeks, he's finished as a top four tight end. Five out of the last six weeks, he's finished as a top eight tight end. Bro, he like I think he's that touchdown much. dependent or not. You he's don't find tight ends that can give you that landscape. Yeah. I think he's a sleeper, bro. I mean, I, I love it, man. 20, and he did this only on 51. Which was his third lowest snap percentage of the year. He put up his highest scoring game of the year. Um, it's pretty clear going forward with Johnson, he's going to be a touchdown dependent option. So you either have to live with that or not live with that. But please look me now and tell me what your pivot is. If Every you're not time, starting Johnson. The last four games he's played. <laughs> I'm not I'm not counting the game in San Francisco. Well, I, I guess I count that too. So the last five games. He's had forty plus yards. So it's like, even though he is touchdown dependent, but at least he, you know what I'm saying, he, he getting loose. At least get you a six or seven piece. Yeah. For the most part right now. Lock it, lock it on your parlay, Johan Johnson, 25 yards. Come on, baby. And a tutty. To the moon. Because, like, but obviously at this point, 
he's done everything he can to at least be playable in your roster. There are a lot of guys you could play him. I mean, bench him over in it uh, in a sense. So I just be looking, looking at it and just like, man, Jawan Johnson. Still not a guy I trust, not a guy I want in my lineup, <laughs> but it's a guy you kind of got to have to take with a tight end lance. Could be a good dynasty pickup, too. Yes, he actually could, honestly. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and get into my uh, overperform the week. And, of course, he does it on the bye week with me and Brandon on him. And, of course, he waits to the bye week to do it. Latavius Murray <laughs> of the Denver Broncos finishes RB8 on the week. He finished with 20.7 fantasy points and half-point PPR. 24 carries with 130 yards, and he didn't have one catch for 12 yards. It was amazing. So he he had, was on my so bench, had, bro. Bro, he had 25 touches, 142 yards, and a touchdown. It was crazy. And that, he was my sit of the week. I'm sorry, anybody who actually listened to that and said him. I sat him in my league in the playoffs. Bro had 20-something on my, on my bench, bro. It was crazy. I mean, it was a good matchup, but even so, he's had good matchups before, but he hasn't put up 20 points at any point. Like Exactly. 130 so yards? Like, Oh my lord! That's what I'm saying. He's he's not even gone over a hundred. He's only been close to a hundred one time. This is no. I will say I think it's because they lost Russ, but this is the first week where they actually like relied on the run game. They were like, I don't care. They had him and Marlon Mack running that thing, bro. It was crazy. Well, might might not hurt him when Russ come back. You know, next is he year, playable? Though. He has a tough matchup next week. Is he playable against the Rams? I, I don't know if he's playable. I mean, Aaron Jones seems to be doing fine right now from what I'm watching. Um, he should have two or three points already from what I'm watching. But Aaron Jones is a different type of back. He, he's a little more elusive. He can he can hop in and out of holes a little quicker. So I don't know if I'll play him next week, but championship week, I wouldn't mind considering it. Do you, think, he, do you think he'll get over under 10 points next week? I feel like that's the, like, desperation. Like, say you have a lot of injuries, like – because you're, you're clearly playing him probably as a flex or RB2 if, you have, if you've had a bad look of RB injury. Yeah. Um. So, me personally, I would say under 10 if I had to get my projection. <laughs> probably under yeah. 10. But maybe I'm wrong. That's just something we'll have to talk about later in the week when we got an eye line up too. Exactly. Um, yeah. Let's get into our underperformers of the week. Um. Yeah. Tilly, well, I mean, Tilly's <laughs> underperformer of the week was Mike Williams. So, I mean, he put up 8.7. I get why he's wide receiver 40 on the week. He had eight targets, four receptions for 67 yards. Uh, basically, one of those came in a big chunk play at the end. I mean, the matchup was good. I, he is underperformer. If you saw somebody like Mike Williams, you're not anticipating getting eight and a half points. Like, And it was the way it came. Like you said, it was a big chunk play at the end. Like, a majority of the game, he had like two points or something like that, like two and a half points. Um, I think it was just bad luck. It, it was a weird game. Like, I expected this game to be very high scoring on the Chargers end. Um, was the score was like what seventeen? And like it was like a, I don't know. It was a pretty low scoring game. I feel like I want to say it was seventeen or fourteen. Yeah, it was weird. Um, I, I, the volume's there. I think he's still playable next week. Um. But yeah, it was definitely not what you're expecting, especially coming off of a hundred yard game the week before. But I think you're happy with what he gave you if you were actually watching the entire game. Like it was bad. Like majority game, it was bad. Yeah. Um coming from Mike Williams owner. No, the scene I wasn't like physically the most upset. It was just like 
those targets Palmer are taking away were usually just split between Keenan Allen, basically between just them two, Keenan Allen, and Mike Williams. Oh, yeah. And Palmer is slowly just taking away a few targets, which is fine. I mean, because people talk about last week of Mike Williams, wide receiver five, he had less targets. Like, he only – he had eight this week and six last week. So, it wasn't yeah. like the targets is just the whole answer. Honestly, I'm happy with eight targets after – I mean, he's still coming off of a high ankle injury. Like – and he, went from, and he went from 65% snap percentage to 89. Yeah. But it's posi- it positive signs there. All in all, he was the underperformer of the week, which is the truth. Um, he did not play well this week. He did not live up to expectations. And to me, that definition of an underperformer, unless you're like close to expectations. Yeah. Huh. So yeah, we're gonna get into your uh underperformer of the week. Uh I look you want to switch mine. Like I guess I'll split this one up. But mine, the one I have down is Hollywood Brown. Um yeah, I think it, it, it was a, it was a rough game for him. He the targets were there. I believe he had um eight targets. Let me pull it up. He had eight targets, had four catches, but only nineteen yards. I mean, these past two games, he's had thirty four yards and nineteen yards, and this is coming off his um off of his injury. Yeah, I mean, it's been a rough like three weeks from him, and they do have like a third string quarterback right now, and. I don't know. It's just, uh, do you feel confident if you did have him? No. Um, even with Hopkins, I'm not super confident we own Hopkins. It's like you have to play him because of who he is. But Hollywood has never reached that point in his career in the NFL where I feel like I have to play Hollywood Brown, like, like, like no matter who's the quarterback. I've seen Hopkins do it no matter who the quarterback is. Like yeah. I've seen it. Time and time and time and time again. But with Hollywood, I don't know if I could just be okay routinely starting him through the rest of the playoffs. My other guy, my other guy I was gonna say is Andrews, Mark Andrews. What's uh what's going on here? Excuse me. Some of it is a product of defense, some of it is a product of us not getting him the ball enough. Like I'm watching the games and like sometimes like I'm looking really watching the game and they just can't get the ball to him. Like he's double, triple team. Like they're not respecting any receiver. It I'm is. not saying that's the whole thing, but like. It is also JK time. And, and the running game was playing very well. Yeah. So you can't go away from what was working for you as well. So with him and Andrews, Andrew, Andrews, you have to start. Hollywood, you probably don't have to start. But Andrew, that's the problem with Andrew. Like you have to start. He's not an if Andrew, but. But with Hollywood, there's a chance you, you can find a pivot. Would you start Andrews or Jawan Johnson? I would still have to go Andrews. Okay. Um, I just want to make sure. Just, just, also, just for me personally, I, I would still have to go Andrews. But <laughs> at, this, at this point, it can't be much of a gap. Um, so, yeah. Um, go ahead and jump on the right to my uh, underperformer of the week. <clears throat> and mine is, let's go back to the Chargers offense. Mine is Mr. Justin Herbert, quarterback of the Los Angeles Chargers. He finished – With his second lowest outing of the year, he finished with 8.72 points and his lowest QB finish on the year at QB 24. He threw 42 times, 28 completions, 313 yards, two touchdowns, no touchdowns. I don't see this being replicable or repeatable a lot of the times, but, yeah, it was just a really bad week, man. I'm not about to look too much into it or whatnot. Herbert just had a bad game. I'm not going to overlook it, underlook it. I mean, simply the same way I feel about Mike Williams. He's a great player who's pretty much been good for you all year. I wouldn't overthink it. And now we continue to ask the same question. 
even if you do overthink it, what is your pivot? You exactly. have no pivot. You have no pivot if Herbert's your quarterback, most likely. What if you had uh, Trevor Lawrence? I would consider starting Trevor Lawrence over Justin Herbert. <laughs> um, yeah, Trevor Lawrence looks good, man. They don't look like they're any like point fantasy point wise. They don't look like they're that far apart of who would score higher right at this point in the season. Um, so I'll be okay with Lawrence. A good, that was a good guy. Um, yeah, but Lawrence actually guy. ranked. He ranked over him right now. I mean, Lawrence has had a hell of a back half of the season. He's played a lot better in his back half. Um, it wasn't bad in the first half. He just played a lot better in the back half. Um, yeah. So let's get into our waiver wire pickups of the week. Um, Tilly's waiver wire pickup of the week is Mr. Deion Jackson, running back of the Indianapolis Colts. Obviously, you know, if you've been listening up to this point, you know Jonathan Taylor is hurt, and honestly, he's not going to return for the rest of the season, most likely, if he's not playing again. So, me and B were talking a little bit, and he even talked about Zach Moss a little bit, but at this point in the season, I think you'd probably rather have the back who's going to be able to be on the field all three downs compared to the one who's probably not. Um, yeah. I don't know how you feel about Deion Jackson, but I will put him in uh, for Deion Jackson, <laughs> especially if you're the JT owner. I feel like you really don't have an option. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, desperation time. But yeah, I, yeah, I think that's pretty much the obvious one if you're the JT owner. But my guy is Mac Hollins, wide receiver for the Raiders. Um, I don't know. I, I've been I've been paying attention to him the last few weeks, man. He ha- he makes a lot of decent plays. Um, this past week he scored twelve fantasy points against New England, eight targets, four receptions. Um, and a touchdown. And what I've noticed is their car just throws them a lot of deep bombs and a lot of targets. Um, it hasn't been great fantasy wise, but I think PPR, maybe even half point PPR, if you're in desperation mode, uh, they play Pittsburgh next week. They're a pretty good matchup. I think you can roll them out there. Like if you're in like a 12 man PPR, half point PPR. Hey, man, these are times of the seasons where, of course, you may not be super confident playing that type of guy in the playoffs, but you have to have guys like. Yeah, just pick them up. I am about to say, like, you might have to take a chance on them. It is what it is, and I hate to say it. Sometimes some situations are going to be like that, and you just got to hope for the best, man. Um, uh, yeah, he does take a lot of deep shots. There's one thing I have noticed in a few Raiders games I have watched. Derek Carr throws the ball down the field a lot. He has no problem doing it. Um, Matt Collins is clearly the best deep target they have at this point in the season. And he's going to get some type of targets. I don't know. Some weeks it may differ. He may have more or less. But I think it's a good pickup. Don't know if he's worth playing. But like I say, you never know the situation you might be in. But yeah. Um, we get into my waiver wire pickup of the week. And this may be a terrible pickup. But for this last three games, maybe it's not. It'll be Tyler, Aglier, or Algier, sorry, um, of the Atlanta Falcons. He finishes RB7 on the week. Only played 50% of snaps. But he did get 17 carries and one catch. So he got 18 touches last week and 136 total yards and a touchdown. Don't know how sustainable the 17 carries part is, but against Baltimore, I don't think it's a great matchup. But he could end up winning you a week in that Arizona game. Uh, Ritter is still the quarterback. He's a young guy. They may not try to throw it a lot just because if you saw what happened last week, that it may have been a product of being in the Dome. Oh, my God. Playing the Saints. Or whatever it is, that maybe it was not the best matchup to start. We were lost in the sauce, boy. But yeah, it did not look. <laughs> if it wasn't Drake London, it didn't look like it was good. Um, the passes, so it looked like that that first game when uh, they threw Justin Fields out there uh, no, last year. Yes, it was, just like a lost little boy out there. 
<laughs> and he wasn't and he wasn't even running that much, which made it worse. So I'm like, oh god. But yeah, Agley here is my pickup of the week. I don't know how great he'll be for you next week if you play him, but I like him, man. That week 17 matchup could be a league winner if he can if he over these last three this, weeks. He can this upcoming it. week is gonna tell you a lot about him. How many how many uh attempts he gets and how how many yards he gets against a tough Baltimore team? I'll let you know if you can play in week 17. The positive thing I could tell you is the last three weeks he's had 11, 10, and 17 carries. Yeah, I think but they're easing it off of Cordero a little bit. They, they let him rest a little bit. It's, it's the end of the season. So, I might just be seeing what they got with their young guys, you know, from here on out. Yeah, um, so yeah that'll be my waiver I pick up of the week. Um, so, yeah, we're going to go ahead and jump into our in and outs. Uh, guys that we're probably in and out for for the rest of the playoffs. And Tilly's is a great one. There's Mr. Jarek McKinnon. Oh, After I know these over these last two weeks, you said what? Let me let it out. I'm all the way in there. RB one two weeks in a row. What more do we got to see? Bricked up. The carries went up this week, and he still had he had nine targets, and he had eight targets, and he had seven catches and eight catches, 112 yards in the receiving game, and then 70 yards in the receiving game. And look, I know why people are, are afraid of it. But listen, when it comes to Kansas City, you just don't question what's going on right now. You just let it happen. Like, you just let it happen. It's going to work out. I think you can play him again. Yep. And the truth is, you're probably still going to be – if he doesn't score, you're going to be disappointed. But if he scores, he probably is worth every bit that you started him if he ends up scoring again. If you're in a PPR and he's getting you seven, eight catches and at least 70 yards, even if you don't score – Sure. He might be worth it. I was say, he might still Why be worth it. Yeah. So, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I am in also in Jeremy McKinnon, at least for the rest of the playoffs. I am also in, um, especially this week coming up. I'm in. Um, yeah. Let's get into yours. Uh, yeah. You've been playing well, man. Let's talk about it. Mr. Brock Purdy. And and you can laugh all you want, but there are situations out there. We just talked about a guy like Jalen Hurts going down. Um, That's us. Exactly. You you just had Justin Herbert go out there and score eight points. It's, it's, it's a lot of stuff going on right now. Brock Purdy, last last three weeks, 14 points, 21 points, 16 points. Two touchdowns in each game. I mean, is he playable? Like, is he, is he somebody you can pick up and replace? It? Or if you have Jalen Hurts, would you play him or would you play – would you play Brock Purdy or would you play Huntley? Right I think, now, I got to play uh, Purdy. We just don't look good as an offense. Me speaking I, as a Ravens fan, we do. you got to play Purdy. Yeah, so I think he, he's serviceable. Um, he may not win you a week, but I think he's all, he always has potential of like a ceiling of like 21 points. Like he's he probably not going to lose you a week either. Yeah, and I think his, his floor is probably, what, 15 points. He's going to get between 15 and 22 points probably. And I don't know. I guess it can't hurt. No. And at this point, I'm about to say, I might be picking him up if hers is hurt. Like, I'd rather play a guy that's not going to win or lose me a week than somebody I'm I'm just unsure either way of. Um, yeah, I like Purdy here. He's a guy, like, if the rest of your lineup is loaded or pretty good, he can. you're just fine if you play Purdy. You can still win multiple weeks if you have him. And Purdy might you might end up saying my championship team had Brock Purdy starting at quarterback. I, I don't know. That that could be the truth of the the end of the 
um, line for Purdy at the end of this year. Because I don't know where his future is after this year, but obviously I'm assuming they go back to Trey Lance. Maybe I'm wrong. Assuming they do. It's going to be awkward. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, it's definitely different. But uh, the guy I just want to know if people in and out on. I'm assuming at this point everybody's in on him. Are we in and out on Evan Ingram? Hey, man, he's another one of them tight ends, bro. Tight end four right now in the season. Last three weeks has been tight end four, tight end one, and tight end 11. And you know, mm. tight end has to go crazy last week. He put up 10 points and was tight. The targets. 11. There's not, he's probably might be leading <laughs> tight ends and targets over the last three weeks. No cap. Might be leading receivers. Seven, 15, and 10 targets. He's had 32 targets in three weeks. Who else over the last three weeks is averaging 11 targets or, yeah, 11 targets per week, basically? His matchup is green beans straight down the straight down the stretch. He plays with Jess next week. This, they're a good matchup against tight ends. Hey, he might get you ten targets. I'm about to say I'm in on Evan Ingram. I'm in. I'm in, man. I mean, yeah. he's a tight end guy where you could probably found late in the season that could probably be the one of the reasons you end this, up winning. This is the league. question for you though: Him or Andrews? I gotta play Ingram right now, man. Ah! Andrews. It, it would take Andrews three or four games to get that type of value. Like that's the biggest thing for me. Like, what? When is the next time Mark Andrews going to have ten targets, fifteen targets? When is the next time that's going to happen? I'm actually scared to answer that question. Like we we don't know. It might not happen <laughs> to next season or whatnot. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah. So yeah, that's my guy, man. I mean, we're both in on him. I assume Tilly probably will be in on him. You know, if I gave his answer, I'm taking a guess for him. But yeah, man. Uh, yeah, man. We coming close to the end of the season, man. You know, slowly wrapping up the. All the info and episodes for everybody, you know, that does, you know, our loyal listeners and those who are listening to us this season or just found out about us. We appreciate it, man. Um, you got anything to say before we head out, B? Nah, man. If you're still in it, man, congrats. And if you're not in it. Try harder. Yeah. Shoot. Mess with the playoffs a little bit. Get Still still getting the waiver. Still be a dog. I'm about to say. Win the consolation. Don't, don't come I mean? in last. Take some pride. You know, yeah. it's something. Well, yeah, man, as always, you guys can follow us on all social media at Podcast EGS on Instagram and Twitter. In the link in our bio, you can find our oldest episodes, our newest episodes, whatever you need to help catch up or anything you would just like to listen to. Um, try to leave some reviews and uh, stars or whatever you can't, whatever you guys can do, whatever listening platform you do. But um, thank you guys as always, man. We know the season's coming to the end. We appreciate y'all who stuck around this long, and we will see you guys in a few days.